0: Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the pair of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, ya knuckleheads, is if you want to get involved with us, Here on this program. Anytime over the next two hours, you can get at us on the dot com. That is the best way to get involved. We'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, and your reactions at Wesley Yuller at the body52. The body. Arthur Motes.
1: Oh, I feel great. Don't even wait. What's the word?
0: What's the word? How we living? I mean, we're always living well. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Well, don't give me that long pause like you was building up some drama in here, man. I'm good. Are you good?
0: I'm good. Okay. In fact, you might even say that I'm great. Good. It's another day to be alive. Getting closer and closer to Christmas. Yes. I am not like our our, our brother Wolf, right? Who is walking around here like somebody shot his puppy today? Uh, not at all. But Motsi, a a frustrating and disappointing loss to the Ravens, 16 to 14 yesterday. That's one way to put it. At Ackershire Stadium. Uh, this is the part where I like to I like to turn the floor over to you as the Spoiler alert! Half of this show oh, don't you do that. that has the decade of NFL I went experience. I wanted to hear from you.
1: I, I was letting you set the set the scene, man. You know, what I'm saying. Do you saying? want me to set the scene? You can set the scene, okay. man. You know, I, and I'll, I'll either be in that. I'm gonna be in the car with You'll be you. In either I'm gonna be in the pocket with you, or I'm gonna be over here. Like, hold on, bro. We ain't gotta shoot that way. Let's shoot this way. But either way, you know, I got you. <laughs>
0: My kind of my thought this morning was, you know, a little time to let let yesterday marinate. Oh, you don't let it digest a little digest bit. Digest a little bit, sleep on it for okay, a night, you know. Okay.
1: Slow cook it then.
0: What we saw yesterday I think is a result of a team that has a very specific way that they can win games. Like for the Steelers, the 5 wins this season have all followed a very similar script, and it feels like the 8 losses have all followed a very similar script. This team does not have a plethora of ways to win. They need the offense to manage the ball, take opportunities to get any points when they can, even if those are settling for threes, to run the ball effectively, to not turn it over, to insulate their defense. The defense needs splash plays. And to me, it's just when they get knocked off of those, when those those plans deviate, right? When that game, when there's a variation from the plan...
1: A little deviation. A little deviation, yeah, well, that's what I was looking uh, for.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're just not a team that can beat you a bunch of ways right now. The way that the roster's constructed this year, um, and it doesn't matter if it's Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, it doesn't matter if T.J. Watt is healthy or not, and those things certainly could play a role in, in the team being better. If T.J. Watt was 100% healthy right now, I'm not going to act like that wouldn't make a difference. But what I mean is this team has to color between the lines. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of freelancing. There's not a lot of, well, we'll just find a way. We all know what the way is. What's the way? You got to take care of the football. You got to force turnovers. You got to be a, a positive in the in the turnover margin, right? The offense has to control the ball. They have to take all any and all opportunities to put points on the board. You can't have multiple turnovers in the red zone. You can't have a field goal blocked and expect to win games, even when you're going against the other team's second and third string quarterback. That, to me, mozi was just... My biggest takeaway is that over the last four weeks, we saw the Steelers stick to that plan. It played out the way that they wanted it to. They were able to control it, and they won three of those four games. Yesterday, it did not play out the way that they wanted to. And even though it was only a two-point game, it's not like they went out there and lost by 14 or something. That one still felt out of reach for most of the afternoon. That's that's where I'm at here this Monday afternoon.
1: Man, I always love when you set the scene like that. And I must say, you did an excellent job, yeah. might I add. Yeah. Okay. So I do agree with a lot that you said right there. Uh This team doesn't have a ton of margin for error. That's how I like to phrase it versus uh, that's a, that's multiple way ways of yeah. trying to find victory. I just look at it as they can't make a ton of mistakes. They're not a team that is able to have self-inflicted issues and still overcome some of the stuff that the opposing teams are going to do well on top of that. And still come out successfully. Um, This is one of those teams where they're also in the process of learning how to win. They're in the process of learning how to have that killer instinct, how to come into a stadium where you're going to have an advantage and then that advantage becomes even greater. How do you finish that? This is a team that's learning when you have adversity offensively, whether it's because of injuries or because of lack of productivity, how do you respond from that? This is a team that is figuring it out, and that's the stuff that we talk about. And I love when you said this a couple of years ago, when you said progression isn't always linear. And that is very factual, and we say that tongue-in-cheek when it's convenient, and then when it is not convenient, people lose sight of that, and they panic, and they say, hey, the sky is falling, season's over, and all the other humdrum melodies. But in all actuality, yesterday was a great Experience for this team because you don't learn how to win those type of games without going through that experience right there. And you know how I can tell you that it's because I'm speaking from firsthand experience. The games that we were able to win in 16 and 17, those one score games, those dog fights, where it's like, yo, how do they are what like nine and one and one score games that All year. these games? How did yeah. that happen? Well, you look at us in 2014 and 2015 and look at how many of those one score games or games that we're walking in and we know we have an advantage. How many of those we actually lost? You had to learn that. But you can't skip that process because we want it as fans. No, we can't skip that process because it gets you more social media clicks as a media person when you tweet something clever. No,
0: <laughs> There's a lot of that going on right. over, the, over the last 12 hours here. So,
1: But at the NFL level, you hours. have to go through this process. It's called learning how to win. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and act like there wasn't some very impressive things that took place out there. And even the negative, going back and watching it on tape, was still impressive, and I'll take you I. But first off, man, we're talking about some of the positives. Fifth week in a row, we moved that ball, right? Multiple trips to the red zone, right? Multiple downfield passes to Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, correct? Multiple passes over the middle of the field to a Pat Fry move and a Connor Hayward, correct? News. We even had Steven Sims showing that he has some potential to be a third receiver, fourth receiver in this offense, correct? We saw all that take place yesterday, right? Jalen Warren, he continues to show his little bit of splash, right, out the backfield as a receiver, and even him handing the ball off, right? Offensive line, they could have been better. We would agree with that. We would definitely agree with that. But we named them multiple positives right there on the offensive side, right? Multiple positives. Now, the negatives were what? The turnovers. You got three opportunities to score, two directly in the red zone, one fringe red zone, but three interceptions that when you look at it on tape, I think two of them were nice plays by the defender. I think the other one was just an overthrow. But I still don't fault the decision because we're talking about a guy who, when we first watched him, the criticism was what? You don't take chances. Too conservative. You're too conservative. You're too buttoned up. Well, yes, it's okay. It went a little bit the other direction. That's the cost of doing business. You can't say, hey, man, I want you to be aggressive. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't put the ball in harm's way now. No, no it's not, it doesn't work like that. At the NFL level, it's an applaud when it's a combat catch, right? What do you think a combat catch is, though? Is that a throw into a wide-open receiver with no, no coverage around? No? no, it
0: is not. What, what, what is it? In a, fact, what's... it's quite the opposite. Oh, what some might call a 50-50 ball.
1: Now, now, a 50-50 ball means
0: that the defender has a 50-50 chance of making a play, right? I believe that is how odds work, yes.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, why is it that when it's an interception in the red zone, we're over here losing our mind, talking about this the worst decision ever, but yet when he throws the jump ball to Deontay on Marlon Humphrey with the safety over there and it's a completion, we all over here praising it. When he throws the jump ball to George Pickens with the defender on him, oh, man, we love it. We praising him. You can't pick and choose. This is how the NFL works. Sometimes you're gonna win. Sometimes you're gonna get got. And yep. when you hear Coach Simon talk about gunfighters get shot too, this is what he's referring to. You can't sit here and acknowledge and cheer and lose your mind like I saw everybody doing in the stadium because I was down there. Everybody lost their mind when them deep balls was getting thrown. Oh, it was
0: real. Them combat catches. Down everybody, there lost right everybody lost their
1: mind. Everybody lost their mind. But then you throw this interception in the red zone where, like I said, the first one, Roquan Smith, man, excellent play. He's the low hole defender. Reroutes the first guy, sinks back, Mitch never sees him. It's really good work. If that was Miles Jack, we'd be over here talking about how awesome a play that was. The Roquan Smith interception was one of the best linebacker interceptions I've seen. He's playing cover three, but he holds his disguise, not just pre-snap. It's even a half-second post-snap <laughs> to make it literally look like man-to-man. Roquan, heck of a job on the front side to give body position on the tight end to give the illusion of man-to-man. And because Patrick Queen is a top-ten caliber athlete like we say we have here, that's why you get those guys. Because they can show man-to-man, be two yards off of the hash, and then sink back to get to the weak hook where the uh, the quarterback can't see it and he's trying to put touch on the ball to get it over the, don- the linebacker but shallow of the safety. That is an awesome play by the linebacker. We drafted a guy 10th overall because we expect him to do those type of things. Miles Jack, we expect him to do those type of things. But we said coming into this thing, we said five-star matchup. Who do we talk about? Roquan (laughs) Smith and Patrick Queen. And we both said what? I don't care what y'all talking about. We look at them as two of the best tandem linebackers in the league right now.
0: Yep, if not the best.
1: So am I really going to lose my mind on Mr. Trubisky throwing two picks like that? Absolutely not. The one to Deontay, you can make a case for it. Hey, man, you were a little bit too
0: aggressive. It's a little unnecessary it in was that un- moment.
1: You ain't need to do that right there. Yeah. But the other two, I'm like, I'm not tripping on that because that's how you win in this league. But at the same time, defenders get paid too. It's a reason why both of those guys, Roquan Smith, he's getting how much this year? A lot. How much these going to get next year? Uh, more. When we talk about Patrick Queen, right, when he was drafted, was he third round? First round. Oh, Was he sixth round? First round. He was on at 3 eight huh?
0: He might have been a national champion in college, too. Okay,
1: so he's like that, right?
0: He is, some might say, like that. Okay. And when we
1: saw him first come into this league, we said, bro, it looked like he was like that, right?
0: I may have even said last week that, Okay, man, that's the type of guy we've been searching for on okay. the interior of our defense since Ryan Shazier.
1: But, yeah, we want to get over here and say, oh, that's on Mitch. Mitch, 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 Mitch. It's like, no, 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 no. But at the same time, I understand it is very easy and comforting to place blame on a Mitch, to place blame on a Coach T, to try to place blame on a Mad candidate because it doesn't take a lot of context. It doesn't take a lot of understanding. It's just easy to point. And then Mob says, well, we don't understand. But if you're saying that, then it has to be. But then when you actually look at the tape and you look at the context, you'll see, no, man yesterday man it it was a true learning experience now let's talk about the defense side of the ball
0: okay now I know you always like to talk about those prom kings first but well
1: because you know everybody loses their mind and I hate to feel like I'm the quarterback defender at times but whether it's Kenny or Mitch I feel like I'm always the one having to say you can't accuse
0: us of playing favorites on this show unless both And maybe Mason, too. We were yeah. saying a lot of nice things about him throughout the like say So, yeah, that's just,
1: <laughs> I call it like I see it. And that's why we do what we do. And that's why we say up here, we don't try to appease the masses because we know, man, the masses, it's, it's hot and cold. You know, one week, Mitch, y'all loving him. This week, you're talking about, man, you should have put Mason out there. It's like, come on, man, what are we talking about? So, we ignore, so we will highlight George Pickens' performance, but not highlight the person getting him the ball. We will highlight Deontay Johnson, Pat Frymove, Connor Hayward's performance, but not the guy that's actually delivering him the ball. Make it make sense. But that's how you can tell the difference between a narrative versus the context. Context matters. But going to the defense, defense. now. Got to stop the run, first off, right? You hit on that beautifully. You cannot give up 200 yards rushing, especially to a one-dimensional oh. team where you're in a game where they don't even throw for 100 yards passing. The problem was this, though. They passed the ball situationally well when they needed to execute a pass play, whether it was with Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown, the first play he came in the game, they could pass the ball situationally. And that was the disheartening part for us on defense. But the promising part was this. The runs that they had, man, on every explosive run they had, it wasn't a their guy's kicking our guy's butt. It was literally... (laughs) my guy is supposed to be in the a gap (laughs) but for some reason he wants to spin to the b gap and where do you think that ball was ran right into that a gap oh this defender is supposed to be on the c gap he's supposed to be setting the edge Wes, he's supposed to be the outside contain for some reason he wants to be inside so the domino effect now the safety the safety who's supposed to be the free defender here He's trying to overcompensate because now he doesn't know what the guy in front of him is doing. So now instead of it being a zero yard gain or realistically should be a one yard loss, you get a 13 yard run. The 27 yard of the J.K. Dobbins. I love my brother. I love my dog, the captain. This is a guy. He spins out. Yeah, That's not a Devin Bush thing. That's not a Miles Jack thing. That's not a Coach Tomlin thing. That's not a scheme thing that suggests you're doing a little bit too much thing.
0: It's a responsibility thing, yeah.
1: And part of that was because what? What we've been doing, and I don't know if this is just that we like to do it with DeMarvin Leal, but I really don't see it as often when he's not out there. But when he is out there, we do like to shuffle around. Mm -hmm. So it's times where DeMarvin is out there as a DN. He's not consistently gap sound, and it has a ripple effect. That ripple effect is if he isn't in the C-gap, then that safety Edmonds feels like he has to be in that C gap. And now you have two guys in the same gap and nobody outside. Mm -hmm. But when there's not enough trust that, hey, this guy is going to be in his gap every single time, that's the issue you run into. But that is when you talk about young players, we talk about a lot of Deion – or not Deion, we talk about a lot of Kenny Pickett and some of his growth. This is the stuff that doesn't get highlighted because it's not going to be on sports and it's not going to be a highlight. He's not the quarterback right, with the
0: ball in his hands right. every play. Kenny yeah. Pickett
1: throwing an interception is just as critical as DeMarvin, you got to be in that D-gap and you peek head into the C-gap and now Edmonds thinks you're going to be in that C so he doesn't know what he's doing and now run running spitting. It's just as important. We don't highlight it because people don't see it, but it's just as important. When you talk about that run by J.K. Dobbins, it's like, man, the inside linebackers, Devin Bush specifically, is counting on Cam to be in his A-gap. But he spins out. So now Devin is like, oh, let me go over here. Right. And now you got this big gaping hole. Yep. It's those type of things that popped up. Now, they did have a physical rushing attack, and I will say that sure, they sure. still were going to have yardage, and we knew that going in. We sure. said, yo, this is that's, a team that could run the ball. This do. is Baltimore. That's their identity, yep. But the difference was the explosive runs. That's what kills you. Mm-hmm. And on each explosive run, it wasn't their guys kicking our butt. They kicked our butt on that last drive. You talk about that last drive when it was got to have it, and we all knew, hey, two, two minutes, 30 seconds on the clock. We got two timeouts plus two-minute warning. We got to stop the run. They ran the ball three straight times. We First could day. not stop it.
0: First time. That
1: was them kicking our butt. Morgan Moses pulled around, smacked one of our guys. I'm not going to drop his name because that's my partner. But, yeah, it was not pretty. It was sometimes where I'm looking and I'm like, they're finishing better on our LBs. Oh, yeah. Receivers and quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Finishing with the upright looking down vantage point mm-hmm. and you're on your backside. That can't happen. We know what this is. That can't happen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, So, once again, though, even with that, it's context. It's like, man. We can coach that up though. You can improve upon sure, that. Sure, when we talk sure. about being gap disciplined, you can be gap sound. But that's the part of youth. That's the part that you got to go through these moments. So now, when we talk about you not being fundamentally sound against the Colts, it's not gonna hit the same. You know why? Because you won. When we talk about Jonathan Taylor and the drive, remember he remember he, he had two two nice drives. when he was running that rock right, mm-hmm. and we was Atlanta the, had a couple. Okay, of those and too. we was about to get. We talked about it right, and it's oh man, it ain't that serious though, bro. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because we won. Because we won. You just brush it under the rug. Oh man, it was good to one like that, though. It's always it won't like that. It always gets minimized. It gets undercut, right? Every single time, mm-hmm. because we won. Mm-hmm. Until you don't. Now you have to face this thing. Now you have to chew this thing, and now you have to be held accountable for it. That's the difference. Yeah. That's why this is such a learning experience, and why you hear my voice. I'm excited because you got to go through this. We're not going to get back to the confetti that everybody around here wants. If you don't go through these moments, if you don't learn in these moments, and that's what they're learning right now. But they get another opportunity to respond. Carolina Panthers, man, they feel like they can win their division still.
0: They just went to Seattle and one. Two listen, Seattle and listen, one. Listen,
1: we could throw our pity party. We won our last four games. We're still in this thing. So we could pity party all you want. But it's like I said, it's up to you which way you want to go with this thing. But that's the beauty of football. And that's where they're at right now, man. Now for them, how do you respond? How do you go into another hostile environment? Hostile environment with a team that's looking at you like you food. The same way we looking at them like, bro, we got to get back on. We got to get back on track. We both know of we're these teams up. are thinking, all yeah. right, this
0: is our, this is our okay. week.
1: <laughs> and, and 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 didn't we say that about Baltimore too? We said, man, Baltimore's looking at this matchup well, like, not playing. Hey, man, we, oh, we, you mean from their standpoint? We, we, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. both sides. We said, yeah. man, Lamar's not playing. This is good for us. And they saying over there. Hey, man, we can get them. Right we can now. run the ball. On we this can team. run the ball. We can get them. Yep. Atlanta, same thing, right? What do we say about Atlanta? Hey, man, they in the mix. They still in the mix low-key, right? Crazy. But what was up there? <laughs> Everyone was... in the NFC hey, South is in Atlanta, the mix. Atlanta looking at us like, yo, this is a get-right game. man. we win this one right here, man, we're going to be all right. And we looked at them like, hey, man, we get this one right here, we're going to be all right. Wes, I hate to do it, Wes. Oh, no. What about them fighting Jeff Saturdays? Oh, no. They had beat Vegas. Are they they in had, the hunt? They, they, no, no, no. But when we played them, they beat Vegas. Right. They had lost a one score right at the last second, the second to Philly. Yep. They were looking at us the same way. So what I'm trying to let you know is this is going to be the fifth week, essentially, of us having this exact same mm. scenario. So when you talk about how do you learn mm. to win in the league, you don't learn it by sitting at home on the couch. You don't learn it by being on social media. You learn it going through it. And that's what these dudes are doing right now. And that's the biggest reason why you keep hearing me and all the other athletes talk about why you never come into the season or you allow the wins and losses to dictate how in tune or how committed you are because you don't get these lessons. If you check out, Mm -hmm. if you would have checked out three weeks ago, you don't get this. If you would have checked out last week, you don't get this. If you check out next week, you're not going to get this. This is learning. This is critical. This is what helps you when you talk about how you make that next jump. And when you talk about, man, how did Cincinnati Bengals go from picking in the top five to they went to the Super Bowl? How you do that? Because you got to ride through this stuff, man. You think Mike Hilton was out there chilling when they was getting beat? You think Jesse Bates was out there chilling when they was getting beat? I, I could tell you for a fact Logan Wilson wasn't out there like that when they was getting beat. But it's like, it's those type of things where it's like, you got to go through this, man. And when you do, now it comes out the other side and then will be where you want them to be. But sure. this is a part of it, man. definitely
0: is it absolutely is you're 100 percent correct in that that gets back to conversation you and i have had a couple times on the show this season about that's why we're just you and i are never going to do the well let's lose some games here and get a better Uh, draft pick uh, thing uh, 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 Uh. um because you're right what are you going to do tell those guys to go out there and not try as hard not execute to their full potential. Don't go out there and get. Let's let's go best case scenario here, right? Kenny Pickett's back in Carolina, in Charlotte next week, mm-hmm. and uh, and plays the rest of the season. Plays these last four games, start to finish, no issues. Are you gonna go tell Kenny Pickett, hey, work on your development out there, <laughs> but but don't but maybe don't win the game. All yeah, right? don't, don't, don't score too don't, many points. Don't
1: don't try to finish drives. Just try to be good enough. Like no, that's how you create bad habits. That's how you learn and create a losing mentality, a losing culture. That's not what we do. Held Marvin baby.
0: Leal and Alex Highsmith. Hey, you know we really like your guys' development, and we think you're a part of this next chapter of Steelers football. But just you know, miss a couple tackles yeah. out there. Hey, TJ, you know what? You're banged up. Why don't you just sit out these last four games and rest, buddy? That's not the mentality that begets a winning culture. And right now, the Steelers are in a new era, and there are certainly still some names that have been part of the winning culture in the past. Tomlin and Hayward, I mm-hmm. would say probably probably chief most amongst them. Um, but but you've I, I'm with you. Think like, about that. You just said Tomlin and Hayward. That's two names. That's two. I mean, Mr. Rooney. But no, 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 no. The two <laughs> like, I'm right. just. Where else? Who, GM's different. Tyson coordinators are different. Tyson came. Well, Tyson different. got here,
1: what? Seventeen. So he hasn't even been here for all of that.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm. I'm TJ thinking. TJ was seventeen. Minka was eighteen. Like, is is Cam the only one on the roster? I should Boz, say. Boz was there with us. Boz. That's played in an AFC championship game. Miles Jackass, but not with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. Ha-ha! No, no, no but, but, but you're right. talking three but guys, in, two in, on defense. In, in, in Pittsburgh. Two on defense. Yeah.
1: One is a new guy to the team.
0: Yeah. And one's a specialist. Levi, Levi Wallace? With Buffalo? Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, not in Pittsburgh, and, and, and not with this group. And, whoa,
1: whoa, And nowhere near the same role
0: and nowhere near the same role. We Correct. can definitely great great definitely, great call on yeah. That one. Yeah, great call on that one. So, you know, it, it's it's tough. It is. I know a lot of people today it's it's like, you know, it's like a funeral. It's like, you know, we were, we, were, we joked at the start of the segment, we were laughing, you know, Wolf was walking around the hallways here earlier like, "Oh man, I feel like I'm doing a eulogy today." <laughs> it does stink. Now, Mozi, you know, Motsi and I, are, our glasses always half full, so you're you're rarely gonna find us, you know, crying over spilt milk, if you will.
1: Well, I just look at it this way: if it's dark in here, if I turn off my phone light, is that gonna make it any brighter in here? Or is it gonna make it even more darker. Even more dark. Yeah. Okay. But if it's dark in here and I just turn on the flashlight, what is that gonna do? That's gonna open it up a little bit, right? A little bit. A a little bit more, right? A little bit. Yeah. Maybe it could work a little bit, man. Maybe who knows, man? Turn it around, right? figure out something grow from it sure but if i just come in here and i'm just like you know what it's dark let me just turn my phone off let me turn my watch i'm gonna turn the computer off Sitting sit in, in the the darkness
0: dark. what's the point of that complain about the lights what not is being the point on it what, was the point of that
1: that's all i'm trying to figure out what's the point of that
0: yeah how and does
1: that help you in any way shape or form like
0: you mentioned you know a lot of a, a lot of people that do what mozi and i do for a living maybe same church different pew not exactly right but that that umbrella of media is pretty darn wide. That's a wide casting net at this this point, right? Everybody is media, whether you cover the president or your two jabronis who sing a here we go song on Fridays.
1: All media is real media and all media is fake media.
0: You're considered media by everybody. (laughs) We're all real
1: and fake to somebody. (laughs) In
0: this this environment now that we've created in this country over over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. I'm
1: going to say, Um, because if you tell me you're not a real media person because you're not a part of a network, I would just ask you to go look at some of these podcast numbers, man. Solemn <laughs> Sam, man, you don't have to do there, it the traditional way anymore.
0: You do not. There, <laughs> are, uh, there are some people in this town, both traditional and non-traditional mm-hmm. media, who are doing the whole fire Mike Tomlin right now, fire Matt Canada and Terrell Austin while you're at it, just completely clean house, start losing, you know, you can end up with... A top 10 pick and some you know you get the bears pick there and your pick i mean you have three picks in the top 45 i tell you what hey, you're re-
1: draft them up draft them up yeah, yeah
0: because because we all know the same people that are saying that right now are the mm-hmm. same ones that'll point out the Steelers misses in the drafts <gasps> over the years i love how we oh, do that oh, oh man colbert missed oh, all the time Thomas missed oh, all the time we'll go lose some games and get a better draft pick this'll be different Oh, wait, so so what you're telling me is that like, if the Steelers pick 6th or 7th overall, that's a guaranteed future Hall of Famer? We've had these conversations before.
1: But the one thing we can say is that, hey, their method does work because we've seen how when the Steelers do it their way, they keep winning. So I would much rather go with that method than the hot take method. The hot take method, there's a lot of people do the hot take method. That's the reason why a lot of people aren't successful. Mm. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I don't want to be blunt like that, but that's the reality of it, man. If you want the easy road, it's a lot of people take the easy road. That's why it's a lot of people in the same space right now. Whereas when you go on that hard road, that road, let's travel that road where it's like they look at you like you're absolutely crazy. Yeah, because you got to go through that to get to that top. And then everybody looks at you and be like, oh, man, I wish I was there. <laughs> or they're going to be trying to hate and try to knock you down to any chance they get. But it's like, nah, they don't understand that. But that's the difference. So, yeah, man. Got to ride with it, baby. Got to ride with it.
0: We will continue to try and uh, give a balanced reaction here. Yes. Some good, some bad. A fair reaction, I think, is probably the. The best way to put it. Fair is subjective, man. Say what's That's on a good your point. mind. That's a good point. And we will react accordingly to us. Well, we'll see here uh, on the Twitter.com. we got a handful of tweets already rolling in here. We'll get it off your chest. We'll see if the people think we are smart, dumb, or somewhere in between. We'll start to get to your tweets when we return on the other side. You know where to uh, to get at us. If you want to get involved, questions, comments, concerns, reactions, it's all on the table on this Monday. Mm-hmm, the Steelers mm-hmm, drop mm-hmm. a disappointing uh, game at home to the Ravens, 16-14. to The season now. Now, I mean, I don't know if it was on life support heading into Sunday. Maybe it's still on life support now. It ain't over till it's over.
1: Like I said, man, if we want to go ahead and try to make it something that is not, then you go ahead and say that it's not on life support. But if you're looking at it and it's like the facts are the facts, then yes, they are on life support. No different than the Carolina Panthers. People have been trying to kill them for how many weeks? They're literally one game away from being in their division. That's wild. We can we can party how we want to party today, but either way, the facts are the facts, baby.
0: I guess that means we just got to go knock Carolina now down a peg I'm here. That's all i The facts are the facts, in baby. In a few days. You guys know where to get at us on Twitter. If you want to get involved with the show, we'll get to some of your reaction on the other side. Let's get it. Wesley Huller, Arthur Motes, the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring?